everyone. Welcome to Thursday's True and Trivial Talk with Matt and Inti. That's me. That's him. Hey, happy Earth Day, by the way. Happy Earth Day to you, too, buddy. <laughs> not I re- heart the Earth. Yeah, not really a holiday I like celebrate. Is it really even a holiday, or is it just like a, hey, remember the Earth Yeah, it's stuff. like an Earth Awareness Day. Earth we Awareness call that. Day. Uh, yeah, man, we're going to talk about that today. We're actually going to hijack the whole Ooh, Earth Day. hijack Earth Day. Yes, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about hail, like H-A-I-L. And, hail. Yeah, and uh, bunnies. Bunnies, a little bunnies. bit. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's part of the Earth Day. <laughs> Animals, all creatures, great and small, well, right? In the vein of... Earth Day, we're going to be talking today. We're going to have some Captain Planet tryouts. Ooh, that's yeah. right. I got a quiz for Matt, and he's going to try out to be the next Captain Planet by his yes. environmental knowledge. <laughs> and we'll look at biblical principles for the environment. So, yep. Oh, and you're forgetting my favorite part. That is, that? we're going to be looking at the science of fine-tuning oh, as well. the science of fine-tuning. Well, it's going to be a jam-packed episode of goodness. Yes. yes. So, so hopefully you're still with us. Hopefully you haven't tuned out like, oh, I don't want to hear anything. Do not about tune it. out the science of fine-tuning. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Let's get into this, man. Let, let's let's start off by talking about the Earth and the weather. Uh, yeah, the weather in Texas has been weird this year. Yeah, to say the so least. far, so far. We had a, a little bit of hail. Um, what was it on Thursday, Thursday last week? Last yeah, Thursday. We didn't have a podcast that day last no. week, thankfully, um, because My. our cars and our houses are being pelted by goodness golf ball and softball size hail. Crazy go nuts, man. So you had, you had some damage. Yep. We, uh, it wasn't so bad here at the church, but yeah. at home, you know, I get a call from Brooke, and she's like, oh, my goodness, we're, it feels like the house is getting shot up or something. Yeah. Because it was way worse there. I mean, we had one of our windows in our office broken yeah. like by hail. And thankfully, it's just the outer pane. Uh, but it was massive, man. Yeah. Of course, the kids had fun jumping in the jumpoline, the trampoline uh, <laughs> that was full of hail. It was hilarious. <laughs> so you probably funny. saw that on Facebook. <laughs> so it's like, hey, God gives you hail. Let's just jump in the jumpoline. So. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, so our our kids were at home. They had pillows over their heads. They were so scared. They yeah. were. But then after it was over, man, they're out throwing it. Uh, into the field across the street from our house, and our dogs eating it, and you know, I mean, they're, they're we we have like a still have a bowl in our freezer of the hail. I thought it was icy than I was, but oh, it's some ice. You're about to make yourself like, little. What is this? This oh, is not going to my cola. Hail? Why are we saving hail? But yeah, man, it, uh, it's for all the memories. It did some damage to our to our windows, mostly the screens, and then the um, our screens got jacked up too. Yeah, like the uh, the the caulk uh, around the, the yep. windows, and yeah, our car. Man, it's like Swiss cheese, so uh, <laughs> we're going to have to get that fixed, which many of you can relate to. Yeah, some of you so, guys are going through that, so we feel your pain on that for sure. Man. But weather. Weather be crazy. Earth yeah. Day. Yay. Yay. Um, right, let's move from – let's talk – not about weather. Let's talk about animals. animals. Hey, we – You got an like, animal story. Go for it. It was sort it, of like dude. a nature day the other day. I was out mowing the yard, and I saw this little tiny bunny dart away from the lawnmower and had to like quick cut the engine. Didn't want to mow over one. That would be tragic. Yeah. Um, almost as tragic when your dog <laughs> comes in the middle of the night and drops one right in your living room floor, and yeah, it's not doing so good. But uh, thankfully, we saved these three bunnies, and we took care of them. Of course, the kids are like, can we keep them, please, 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 please? please. Like, they need their mama. Yeah, right. They need their mama, and, and apparently a lot of bunnies did not fare so well in the hailstorm. So that was one of our concerns, oh. that maybe mama bunny um, didn't do so good. Yeah. Um, so we just didn't know what to do. So we called, you know. This uh, wildlife shelter place, all things wild, I believe, out in Georgetown. And so we tried to make sure the bunnies got put back in the original nest and just kept an eye on them to make sure they stayed there. And sure enough, 
mama came back and uh, we think rescued these two of them. But the next day, I found one of them by themselves, just all cuddled up on the side of the house that we hadn't checked at before, and we recognized it. And so, but we didn't know what to do. So the wildlife shelter said, listen, go and bring it in. You know, he probably is okay, but probably needs another week, um, you know, with mama. And so he drove all the way out to Georgetown after dinner last night uh, to rescue this baby rabbit. And I'm thinking, I feel like such um, McGregor from McGregor, you know, <laughs> you were like, the, you know, angry Mr. McGregor. Rabbit. Yeah, Mr. McGregor. <laughs> I'm thinking, we're going to spend $10, $10 not that much, $10 in <laughs> gas and toll money, drive all the way to Georgetown to rescue this t- tiny bunny. Well, you could put bunny. it in a pie. Uh, I'm not going to put it in a pie now, <laughs> but it was a good education for the kids and an adventure That's just to cool, drive out man. there and see the countryside. So anyway, I got, I got one on the opposite end. So you're talking about bunnies and we found a snake too, by the way, I'm going to talk Go about, ahead. I'm going to talk about tortoises, turtles. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we, during our revolution weekend, we had a group go out to a food drive and they're going house to house and they came back and there is this house right across from the MPB here at the church. There is a tortoise in the backyard, and you're like, okay, a turtle. No, it's a, it's a tortoise, like a big Galapagos tortoise just hanging out in the backyard. And um, so, yeah, I took my kids by to see it, and uh, sweet old lady back there, and she invited us in. And it really kind of sad. This lady, like her life's hobby has been collecting tortoises. She had three of them, and back in February during Snowmageddon, um, two of them died. And so oh, this is the only one that's left. And that's been nine weeks ago. This one has not eaten in nine weeks because oh my of word. because the other two have died, and and so yeah. So they're mm. looking to do surgery. Uh, a ten, I want to no, it's not a ten thousand dollars, but it's it's thousands of dollars. Yeah, it is a ten thousand dollars. Wow. So we thought, okay, well maybe maybe we can get another one. Found this out that to replace a tortoise, if you want a tortoise for your backyard, about forty. Grand. Oh my word. Forty thousand dollars. That's a car, man. Right, right, right. So she has a huge tortoise. She has another big uh type turtle, and then she's got like twenty little box turtles all throughout her yard. So if you've ever if you've never seen this, come over to the church and right across from the MPB down one of the side roads, you'll see it says Tortoise Drive, and that is where the Galapagos turtle is. That's amazing. Hey, Pflugerville, we have a a completely pink house from top to bottom and pink roof and a a house with tortoises. She's been been referred to as the turtle lady. So, yeah, she's popular in in Nature. Nature. Well, as we continue our nature theme for Earth Day, Matt, are you ready to try out to be the next – Planet Captain Planet. I was gonna say Captain America. I stumbled there for a minute. You ready to be the next Captain Planet? Captain Planet. So we're talking about like the '90s cartoon. Yeah, with these powers combined, I Captain Planet. (laughs) Yeah, it was the cheesiest Earth-like propaganda ever made. It was awful. That was after my time. Like I think by then I was I was either I think I was in college when by the time that came out, and so. Uh, you know, when I think cartoons. I was in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So this this dude, Captain Planet, he's like. So I remember the, the Planeteers, right? They're like kids who, yeah, 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 who like they all have rings or something. Or? And one of them like his power is like Earth, Wind, Fire. Yeah, and then so one of their elements. powers is like Heart, Heart. <laughs> like <laughs> like even as like, like let's a, think of a fifth one. What's the fifth one? Uh, heart. Let's just <laughs> no. So they they uh, all they all 
use their their powers and then they make they merge. Captain Planet. They merge and, and it like makes Captain America, like Captain America, kind of like a Captain Planet, like, yeah, kind of deal. deal. It and comes so, out of the rings or something. And so he goes around and he he the bad guys are like guys that want to pollute. The, yeah, they're like polluters, so. Captain polluters or whatever. <laughs> they go, you know, it's like oh, putting man. oil in the ocean or dumping garbage somewhere or oh, nuclear waste boy. something, and Captain Planet goes and cleans it up. So well, okay, so I get to be the next. Maybe I get to be the next. Captain maybe Planet. so you get to try out green hair and all. Yeah, man. He has, he had totally. Green hair. He had green yeah. hair. Okay. All right. So this is a kids' quiz from National Geographic. Okay. okay. Now I, right. I took this quiz. I batted a hundred. Okay. So I got every single <laughs> okay. one on the right. So I mean, I could maybe be the next Captain Planet. Maybe. But okay. I, I want to give you the opportunity to. So, all right. You ready for the first question? Sure. All right. Here we go. Which of these items can be composted or turned into natural fertilizer for your garden? Uh, a eggshells, B golf balls, C aluminum foil, D all of the above. Um, I'm gonna have to say eggshells on that one. Eggshells, you are correct, Just my I've friend. S- I've seen it done, so yeah, yeah, yeah kind of makes sense. A lot of organic things can be chosen for, or plant-based things for food can be put in your garden. So well done there. You got the first one right. Moving along, and uh, pro tip, uh, you can also use coffee grounds for your roses. Yes. Very good for roses. Daniel Reclue taught me that. Yep. Yeah, he collects the coffee grounds here at work and takes them home and puts them in. In fact, a lot of Starbucks, if you go into them, they save the old coffee grounds and they bag them up and you can ask them for them. And if they have some, they'll give them to you. Oh. And Starbucks goes through a lot of coffee grounds. So get to hook up there. All right, next question. You ready? Here we go. What uses the most energy in U.S. homes each year? Is it A, lighting, B, heating and air conditioning, C, refrigeration, or D, heating water? Ooh, I'd probably say uh, I'd probably say heating and cooling, heating and air conditioning. You are correct. Well okay. done, Matt. Two for two. Almost there. How now many? We, how many are there? There's eight questions. Okay, okay. So we kind of learned that the hard way when we had our snowpocalypse, ran out of electricity. It's like, man, we could really use some heating yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, even if you have a gas furnace like we do, you still have to have an electric blower. Yeah. So, which that uh, gas bill was fun to pay, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Leave, leaving on nonstop for. <laughs> yeah. Four Why do you think we didn't run it all night? Yeah. We slept in tents, but you know, a lot of countries, America is kind of unique in this. Most countries don't have central air because it's of the, the pure demand that it has for on the system. On the system, it yeah. is a huge electrical demand. Growing up in Japan, we had there was. A, Maybe just a couple houses that we stayed in had central air, but most of them you just heat or cool the room you're in. Yeah, they have really creative solutions for what that looks like. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a major luxury that we're very accustomed to in this country. So uh, good to be aware of, right? That's right, for sure. All right, number three: Which of these species are threatened by global warming? Is it one the koala, B clownfish, C arctic fox, or D all of the above? Hmm. Maybe all the above. All the above. You are correct once again, Matt. You are just rising in the ranks here. Well done there. So, how many of the elements do I have at this point? You got three out of three. Oh, you got elements. Well, there's eight questions, but there's five elements. So. Okay, so maybe I have like you two. Get two of them. Yeah, two. let's okay. go with that. Good. So, species. There's a little common species that live in all habitats, from land to sea, from the Arctic to the rainforest, can be threatened by global warming. We won't talk about global warming too much today, uh, which is which in the news they've decided to stop calling it global warming. That was a while ago, but they also now refer to it as climate change, which they've been doing for a while, uh, because sometimes it's really cold and people go, "Hey, how come it's cold and there's global warming?" Right? And then um, now it's going to change to climate emergency. Yeah. Right. <laughs> climate emergency. Uh, next year we're all going to be underwater. 
Okay. Yeah. That's that's the message. <laughs> I'm okay. not laughing at that, by the way. I'm just yeah. laughing at the um, terminology. Yes. Yeah. So it, the ever-evolving language of this is always very educating. All right, Come next on, question. I, right, I here we go. Right, how go. many degrees has the Earth warmed up in the past 100 years? How many degrees has Earth warmed up in the past 100 years? A, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. B, 30 degrees Fahrenheit. C, 1 degree Fahrenheit. And D, 12 degrees Fahrenheit. I, th I think it's really small. I think it's one. You one are degree. right. It is only warmed <laughs> yes. up one degree yeah. in a hundred years. Yeah. Now, that might seem like a small number, but one degree can change a certain number of things. It can melt a, a glacier, maybe. It's a global ish. average. So some areas might see more hot heating, especially cities. So the, yeah. the area, what really contributes to that number is what's called heat islands. So cities as a uh, or farming as cities become bigger and larger and there's more pavement, those temperatures really spike up the averages significantly. You think about urban sprawl and that kind of thing, or farming where they clear the trees out that create a lot of shade. Temperatures increase in those areas as they reduce those things. I got a question. Yeah, bring it. Am I going to get a um, geography lesson with every question? Or? Just about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. trying to educate you. I mean, You're going to be the next Captain Planet. you got to know your stuff. I man. mean, we got, we got things to do here. All right, here we go. All right, fifth question. What is the most frequently found in beach cleanups? What is most... A, is it glass? B, shoes? C, pieces of plastic? D, jewelry? Um, plastic. Plastic, you're right, my friend. And I think most people who clean up beaches are like, I wish it was jewelry. <laughs> right? Otherwise, we or get a shoes. lot of or shoes. Like free shoes, shoes. Right? Uh, just not the what, Lil Wayne shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Not those shoes. No. Is it Lil Wayne? No. It's no. Little Nas, little Nas, the other guy, yeah, just not those shoes, those bad shoes. All right, okay. yep. <laughs> and then uh, let's see, question that was question number five. Question number six: Paper can be made from which of these materials? A. Panda excrement. B. Hemp. Ooh. C. Wood. D. All of the above. Well, I know at least two of those uh, can be made into paper, and I did not know about the panda excrement. So or do you? I'm going to say... Do you? I'm going to say all the above. All the above is also right. Okay. Pandas. Who knew, man? Yeah, right? Well done. Panda, Thank you, pandas, for helping to save the environment. excrement. Yep. Uh, it's right up there with the... Um, the fermented coffee beans from Weasels. Yep. <laughs> right up there, for sure. All right, question okay, number real seven. Real quick, real quick. Okay, you got some. So, look, if I miss one, do I still get to be Captain Planet? Or? I feel like you have to get them all right. I feel like I, I set the bar high for you, my friend. Okay. So, you got to get them all right. Otherwise, you're, you're not going to make the cut. All right, here we go. Flawless question here. number seven. Which is the greenest form of transportation? A, a car. B, bicycle. C, bus. D, train. I mean, I feel like walking or running should be in there somewhere, but like I, I feel like I need to guess a wrong answer. So like I, you know, <laughs> don't, don't have to become the next. So it doesn't Captain sound Planet. like I've read all the answers because I haven't. But this is a quiz for like a it's six year old a, it's though. A bicycle, of course, yeah. bicycle. Yeah. But where I'm wondering is where is the Tesla on this list? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the electric car? We've been told for years that this is the, the solve all problems yeah, to our know. environment, right? Yeah, Come on, batteries. They're just electricity is magic, people. Yes. Electricity is magic. It doesn't affect the environment in any kind of way. Nope. At all. No. Nope. Not being no, sarcastic. Not, not at all. All right, last question. Here we go. True or false, the average American generates more than four pounds of trash per day. True or false, last question. Is this true that the average American generates more than four pounds, more than four pounds each day? Easily. 
Yes. Yeah. That is true. You are correct. I feel like we generate that much just in diapers a yeah. day. <laughs> Even though we just have one kid, you know? Yeah. It's like, I think how many times you, you close up your trash bag? It's like almost every day. That's right. The kitchen trash bag. So, like, I I won. I'm, I'm Captain You're Captain America. Well done. Cue the we, theme music right here. Key, the next Captain Planet. Oh, yes. Woo. Feeling the power. Feeling the power. These powers combined. Actually, with Captain Planet, um, didn't wasn't he like uh, – so he's, he's – a lot of superheroes would say, I have the power, but he said – you, you have the power. Isn't that what he said? Well, I thought that was G.I.J. Only you have the power to now or knowledge is half the beginning or something. Knowledge is half the battle is G.I.J. Yeah. But I think Captain Planet, he's like, he's all about the delegation. Like, you, you have the power. You, I think that's part of it. Because yeah. he wants, because you're you mixing want people, up like Smokey the Bear. Like, only you have the power to prevent yeah, force. Because they fires. want people, they want people to feel empowered to go oh, out sure. and to save the earth. Use so your you heart. have the power. Go do it. Use your heart power. Which means I don't have the power. So I, I'm Captain Planet. Yeah, you okay. just got to find your squad to give you All right, on a more serious note, and you can congratulate Matt next time you see him. Hey, congratulations on becoming the next Captain Planet. Thank you. On feels, a more serious feels note, good. Feels right. as part of we hijacking Earth Day, we want to talk about how amazing this planet is, how amazing uh, the this world that we live in is, and we believe that it's amazing because God made it amazing. Absolutely. And so one of the things that I think is really fascinating is this idea called the science of fine-tuning. It's this idea that imagine that there's these little dials that sort of help design the universe, and they're all perfectly aligned, perfectly aligned to make sure there's life on Earth. And if one of these little dials are out of place, then there's no life on Earth. And so these these crazy, crazy numbers out there. And I want to share with you guys some. Matt, you can kind of jump in and comment on them a little bit or okay. ask for some clarification if this doesn't make any sense. So for okay. one, gravity, okay? Gravity is at this perfect sort of rate. If it was any heavier or lighter, there'd be no stars or planets. So one billionth. If it was, Wait, would there be no stars or what? No stars or planets or uh-huh. galaxies or anything. If gravity is just one billionth, one billionth heavier or lighter, no stars, wow. no planets. No galaxies, no nothing. That's Just incredible. one billionth. That's incredible. Carbon atoms for life. Okay, carbon is a we're carbon-based life forms. We need carbon for all life forms to be uh, created. Now they're created in stars, and there's this perfect balance of electromagnetic and strong forces. And if that balance is just off by the tiniest, tiniest degree, carbon cannot be formed in stars. Wow. So when people say we're stardust, yeah, um, we're kind of made of the stuff from stars, and God made us from that. It's amazing. Good job, God. Yeah, well done there. Uh, the formation of DNA, so the code that makes you you, right, um, is comprised of all this different stuff. Uh, so the proton mass is 2,000 times, so in an atom, the mass of a proton is 2,000 times that of an electron. Now, if this bounces off just by tiniest of little fractions, then most chemicals or most common chemicals will be unstable. And these chemicals that are included in making DNA are unstable, then no DNA can ever be formed. Life cannot be formed. Um, and so this is super, super key for life being made. The Earth's axis, okay, it rotates at 23.5 degrees. And part of the axis is we're able to have this tilted axis. Most planets sort of rotate like like this, straight up. But Earth is like, boop, just off to the side, you know? Yeah. And part of what enables that axis is the moon. We have the right-sized moon that helps our axis tilt. And if it's just tilted by a slightly different degree, then it 
it radically changes our earth and its ability to have seasons and be habitable for life. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that not only is the earth tilted the right way, but we have the right size moon and the right size distance and just the right way to make sure that we have life on earth. And the moon also protects us from a lot of uh, asteroids and meteorites and comets and stuff. You ever see a moon? It looks like Swiss cheese, right? <laughs> and that's because it's doing its job protecting us to some degree. Also, the ratio of oxygen and air, water in the Earth's crust, the thickness of the Earth's crust, if it's just a little bit different, no life on Earth. This is amazing. You've gone from geography lessons to science lessons. It's going all over the place here. This is, good, this good is for free. <laughs> also, we have giant planets, Jupiter and Saturn, and maybe even consider new, Nep, Neptune, Yeah, that protect us from comets and other meteorites too that sling through our solar system and that is a big part of what keeps uh, life here uh, had also our distance from the sun if it's five percent closer or 20 percent further away no life on earth so if it's five percent closer we have the same extreme greenhouse problems that venus has and for 20 percent further away we'd have the extreme cold like yeah. mars does yeah and so, and 20%, 5% might seem like oh, fairly big numbers, smaller numbers or big, but that, we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of miles, um, which in space seems like a lot, but really that's a pretty small number. So uh, context is important there. Also, um, our location in the galaxy, the big you know spiral that we have, where we're located also protects us from supernovas. We're in the perfect, our solar system is in the perfect place in the galaxy. The polarity of water, the way it behaves, also makes it possible for life to be sustained here. Um, and also, I'll give this last two last ones, cosmological constant. You ever heard of this? I've heard of it. I've yes. heard of it. So it's the, basically the pull of gravity to the ratio of sort of space. So like everything, everything mass has a certain pull to it, right? And so the cosmological constant is one part to 10 to 120 power, the pull of gravity to the push of space. If that is just off by the tiniest degree, right? If that just, that is changed by tiniest degree, nothing works. The universe just like implodes or explodes and it's impossible for anything to function. That's so, so cool. And of course, entropy, this is the last one I'll leave you with. The idea that everything sort of behaves a certain way. Um, if the odds of it occurring the way that it does now that enables the universe to operate and for life to exist, the odds of it occurring the way that it does now is 1 in 10 to the 10th power times 123rd power. That's essentially like a gazillion zeros. Like it's a lot. That's a lot. Is there going to be a quiz on all of this? No quiz. No. 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 This is just free. <laughs> yeah. So this is the amazing universe we live in. Yeah. And it's absolutely fascinating. Well, it points to an amazing God. You yeah. Know, and that's... That's incredible that God fine-tuned it just perfectly for life. Feel yeah. special. Feel special. <laughs> now, I will say this. One of the things that you know, atheists will say, listen, they cannot, they, most scientists who are atheists cannot deny fine-tuning. Yeah. They'll even admit it. The universe is, is fine-tuned for life. They will yeah. admit this. Their answer to it is, our universe is fine-tuned for life. Our universe is a part of a multiverse, and we just happen to get the lottery. Yeah, so there's an infinite amount of universes. So if there's an infinite amount of universes, then one of them, at least at least one of them, had to have gotten it right, and all the perfect things lined in place for it to be sustaining for it's life. Like something out of a, a comic book. It or seems a like a movie. It, well, sure. A multiverse. The idea of string theory and this stuff has been around for a while. Star Trek. And so the the response to that as Christians is, well, even for a multiverse to exist, certain fine tuning had to exist just for a multiverse to exist. Right. So someone had to be a fine tuner even for a multiverse. On top of that, who started all of it? 
Where did the multiverse come from? And who sustains it? Exactly. Who sustains it? Where did it come from? Uh, but also the multiverse, it takes as much faith, if not more, to believe in that as it does to believe that there was a designer. Yeah. Because there is no empirical evidence. There's no way to test the multiverse. There isn't one. Yeah. Not not yet there isn't. He <laughs> <laughs> knows what they'll say. Uh, so anyway, if that ever comes up, there's some little information for you. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yep. That's good stuff. So uh, you ready to take a little break? And then when we come back, what are we going to do, Matt? We are going to talk about Christians and their their responsibility towards the environment. I was about to say their response, but their responsibility towards the environment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I th- go and, like, mine's blown, by the way. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> just go <laughs> just rest your brain for a little bit. Give your bit. brain a break and uh, rest for a second, <laughs> and we'll come back and we'll see Imagine you. lots of zeros. Yes. That's the odds of life existing. We'll see you in five seconds. Bye. Hey, we're back. Captain Planet here and yes. one of his planeteers. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be your planeteer, Matt. <laughs> hey, so what we're going to do. It's an honor. It's an honor. Yeah, I'll bring the you. heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the fire. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, in all seriousness, <laughs> let's talk about biblical principles for the environment. That's what we're going to be doing here this next segment. And yeah. so, um, you know, with Earth Day, Daniel, a lot of people kind of look at that and maybe think, ah, you know, this is a bunch of tree hugging hippie <laughs> celebrating a, <laughs> a holiday, but uh, or whatever. Mother uh, Earth worship yeah, and Gaia and all that kind of nonsense. Crazy yeah. stuff. But um, as we as Christians, we have to. Th- decide, okay, what 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 is our place in this? And, and how do we respond to this? Because, man, you do see that out there. You do see people going just crazy. They may not say they worship nature, but just the amount of attention they'll give to saving um, a tree or saving animal life. Or driving just, 30 minutes to Georgetown to save a little animal life, right? <laughs> you know, but um, but then ignoring human life, you know? And, oh, and yeah. so, but let's, let's talk about that because what we have to understand about about nature, about creation, about the earth is that, first of all, God gave us uh, dominion over the earth. When God created the earth, and it was good, it was right, um, you know, everything God made was was good and just as it should have been, uh, but man messed it up with our sin. And so Uh-oh, God, you broke it. Yeah, we, we did break it. So um, God has given us dominion over the earth to take care of it. And uh, so there's two... Two extremes here that uh, we have to we have to look at. And we have to kind of wrestle with. It's like so, a tension of truth. Yeah, a tension of truth. So first of all, the fact that we are responsible to care for creation, God's given us that that mandate and that responsibility, and we also have to realize that the earth was created for man by God, but it was created for man. If so that's the given, other side of the coin. Yeah. So if He's given man dominion, He's also He's He's giving us the opportunity to live on this earth and to take care of it, but also the earth is there for our sake. It's there. So it's for our responsibility, our, our but it's also our benefit. That's right. And so the two sides of the coin is one is stewardship. The other side of the coin is dominion. Yep. And um, and I think a lot of times we forget it's a lot of truths that are really important for us to remember. Scripture have this sort of tension between two, not necessarily opposing, but they bring balance. Right. Because if you if you have dominion, you're thinking, well, <laughs> I can do whatever I want, right? Yeah, I'm in control, man. I'm the man. But it's it's not that. I mean, yes, but also we're called to take care mm-hmm. of the earth and to uh, and to be good stewards of it. So, um, 
So yeah, I mean, there's there, there's lots of disagreement, and I, I know that some Christians, you know, who who are well-meaning would say, yeah, we don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff, and you know, it's it's God's going to take care of it. God's going to, which yes, He is, but He's also called us to. I mean, it's right there in Genesis. The first job that God gives Adam is cultivate the garden. Cultivate the garden. Lay dominion to this earth, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, what's really kind of fascinating about that is sort of a, especially thinking about the dominion of it. Earth is for humans. Okay, this is the perspective we have from Scripture. And so, if you think it's for humans, it's for the benefit of humans. You have to remember that humans are not a virus or a cancer on the planet. Like yeah. a lot of sort of. Um, new age perspective, environmental yeah. society that humans are a cancer or virus on the planet. Now, I, mm -hmm. in some ways, they're kind of right. Yeah, humans who have abused and taken advantage of nature and who have not had this tension in approaching of care, but also benefiting, yeah. who've just wrecked things just for personal gain without considering how it affects other humans. Um, you know, yeah, they have been like a virus or a cancer on on nature to some degree. For those who are not. Uh, approaching it with a balanced approach. So I think sometimes people like pendulum on this, they kind of feel like yeah. they have to overreact because of other people who've just abused what God has given us, Yeah, which is unfortunate because there's a really healthy middle ground. Well, that's, it seems like that's the case with a lot of issues these days where, right. you know, two crazy extremes and, you know, we got to figure out, is there a way to do both? Like, is there a way to, to recognize that this is God's planet? Yes, God has given us dominion. You know, but he's also asked us to be good stewards of what he's given to us. And so, um, so you think about policies too. So yeah. you think like, okay, uh, you know, we want to support people who make policies that protect certain things in the environment, but also who aren't going to protect things so much so that it just wrecks, wrecks the, the economy and makes it impossible to live in the country. For people, well, sure. you think about, you know, fracking is a good case study. A lot of people don't like the idea of fracking, but mm -hmm. it's it's kept energy costs down. Exactly. And you keep energy costs down, that means people, it's easier and cheaper to make goods. It's easier for companies to thrive and provide cheaper, cheaper goods. Also easier for people to do their jobs well. Right. Makes it more affordable for people to live. And those things do matter. People's jobs and livelihoods, they do matter significantly. Yeah. So you think when people are going without jobs or a huge jobless rate in their country, it affects morale, it affects even just the, you know, the suicide rate and all that kind of thing as well. But you have the other side who would say that, you know, by doing that, you're you're taking away natural resources, right. or you're you're endangering animals, or you're you know you're killing. Uh, the There's no such thing as a zero sum game. I heard this from right. yesterday. I thought it was brilliant. There's no such, no such thing as a zero sum game, or um, you know, perfect kind of deal. There's only trade offs. Yeah. There's only trade offs. You have to decide what's most important. I mean, the thing about wind turbines were invented because it was more environmentally friendly, but then they started killing birds. Yeah. So it's like, okay, which one is it? You know, so build solar panels, but then it's taking up a lot of a lot of land for habitats for some species and whatnot. Right. And so deciding, okay, which species gets to live? Yeah. You know, the really cute ones. <laughs> what about mosquitoes? Are they do they count too? I mean, I'm good if they go extinct. Right. I don't know about you guys. No, I'm good. But yeah. I think. See, fortunately, though, you and I, we don't have to make those big decisions, right? But we we do have to think, okay, well, how? where do I jump in on this? Because if you hear an argument going on uh, or, you know, there's a debate happening, try to help give a balanced approach that, yeah, it's, it, it is awful that, you know, animals may may lose their homes or, you know, we're, we're destroying this. We also have to think what is – we have to take care of, of people, yeah. you know, and um, I – I wanted to share this. This is actually 
This is this is amazing. But um, Russell Moore shared this, and um, one of the things that he Who's said. Who's Russell Moore? Russell Moore is the chairman of the Ethics and Re- Religious Liberty. It's at, ERLC. I don't at remember. the place with at the thing the, <laughs> <laughs> for the yeah for the the, the Southern Baptists. Yeah. So um, okay. I, I'm sorry if I didn't get like the whole title in there, but he's yeah. We'll let us slide, Captain Planet. Do you know it? I don't. This is your article. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, one of the things that he said is that the the earth is longing for something. The earth is longing. We, we, you know, so we we talked about climate change earlier and we, you know, we see that, um, you know, all the ravages that are going on with with natural disasters and all Mm -hmm. this. We, you know, people will say, well, that's because of of climate change, uh, global warming, climate emergency, climate emergency, climate emergency. And, um, and so Dr. Moore says this, the earth is longing for something. And the apostle Paul tells us it's not freedom from man, but the coming of the God, man, the Lord Jesus, mm. the earth is groaning for us for the revealing of the sons of God. And so one of the things that he suggests, you know, our biggest problem again is not saving the trees, but it's, uh, the the biggest problem is the the state of humanity saving humanity saving humanity um, and the, what he says here is that's why gospel proclamation is the most far sighted form of environmental activism. The earth is delivered when her rulers are raised from the death curse, mm. when all things once again are under their feet. In Christ, we are truly hijacking Earth Day with that one. Yeah, yes. Right? But it's that's. Like, I mean, think about that. I mean, there we we've we're told in Scripture that the Earth is groaning and um, you know and longing for redemption, and that redemption can only come in Jesus Christ. So uh, that is that's what needs that's what needs to be the most important is taking the gospel and and um, letting. Letting people experience the saving and changing save mankind of the gospel, save the earth. That's right. It's kind of like you know, like Michael Jackson said, "We are the world." Yes, we are the people. We we are the world because, you know, really we we are the ones that God made this planet for. Yes, it was it was made by Him for Him for His glory, but He has given man dominion and given us to us as our home. And it's so, a tremendous gift if you think about it. Yeah, an amazing gift. And yeah. you know, sometimes we we don't take care of it very well. Yeah. You know, and to use a few case studies in this whole balance issue in balancing out, you know, the priority God gives us in placing human life over, you know, animal life to some degree, um, you know, that's some of the problems we run into because if you're sort of a, a new age person or atheistic, you might place human life on the same level as animals, mm-hmm. right? No one really actually thinks this way, especially as you get down to the bug level, right? Yeah. Because uh, we're fine exterminating uh, cockroaches and that kind of thing, but we don't want to exterminate dolphins. No, we want to do that, right? Because they're they're cute. Um, but there was a, you know, a case that I believe in South America. I, th- I think this happened in the '70s, where they really they used DDT, right, to spray on all the plants for bug repellent, and but they found out that the the spray was causing the eggshells of the birds to be too thin, and they weren't you know, weren't making it. So it was mm-hmm. causing birds to you know not be able to have eggs and, and reproduce and that kind of thing. So they got rid of DDT. Okay, uh, and now in a lot of third world countries, that was the cheapest and affordable way to have um, you know their crops taken care of and keep it from insects destroying it, and also keep the mosquito population down and keep malaria from spreading. And they found that after they got rid of that DDT. Upwards of maybe 25 million people more have died from malaria 
wow. than if they had not just kept using it. Yeah. Because there wasn't another good alternative. Yeah. And apparently, like, like they did some experiments where humans just ate it on, sprayed it on their food, and they ate it for like weeks on end, and they were totally fine. That's crazy. So you think, okay, we saved the birds, but at the expense of perhaps twenty five million actual humans. Yeah. And so those these things sometimes there's this sort of law of unintended consequences. Right. We're too hyper focused on saving the environment and animals and forgetting that human life matters most. Well, yeah, because we're we're the ones that are made in God's image. Yeah. You know, animals weren't creating God's image; people were, and people are most important. Not that, not that the other, you know, not nope. that animals and the environment, not that they're not important, but that people come first. Christ yeah. died for people, and so, and um, we both have dogs. For the record, our dogs are like part <laughs> of our cat. family. Yeah, yeah, and a cat too. <laughs> um, but you know, your pets become part of your family, so we're not cold-hearted human beings. Uh, but this is just, it's important to have well, perspective. Are, I'm not, I'm <laughs> hey, I, I'm bringing the heart. I thought it was the power of heart for Captain Planet here. Come on. Yeah, no, not me. Yeah. Uh, I'll bring, I'll be Captain Earth. Uh, yes. Not Earth, I'll be the, the Earth ring person. Well, uh, this is some really good content and just want yeah. to encourage you guys uh, to have this healthy perspective on life. Matt, you want to pray us out, buddy? I do, man. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for this amazing plan that you've given mm. to us. Lord, we think about um, just all the places that we've been able to see and just see your your glory all over this earth and the fact that you have fine-tuned this planet and all of creation. Um, it's just incredible. And we give all glory and all honor to you as the creator. Yes. Thank you for allowing us the privilege of getting to have dominion over the earth. Um, let us use that wisely. Um, let us... Let us find the balance where we don't completely um, think that we're in control of everything, but may we also not lean the other way where we value uh, plants more than people. So mm. God, help us help us to be sensitive to that. Help us to remember the fact that you came and you died for people, and you have given us the commission to go and to share that message with people. And so um, may we... May that be our cause. May that be our primary cause over any other uh, cause that's out there. May we be about proclaiming the gospel and seeing people experience uh, the redemption that comes only from knowing you. Thank you for this time, and thank you for our listeners. Bless them, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you again for tuning in. Hopefully today was helpful for you, encouraging, and maybe you got a little laugh too. Yeah, maybe you could be the next Captain Planet. Yeah, they may maybe want, you may want to go like watch that. I would love for someone to like hijack that cartoon and like add different libs into it. And, like, there was some funny. <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. It. I'm sure they've done all kinds of crazy stuff with that. Yeah. Well, if you want to listen to us, uh, you already are. You already well are there. listening to us. But if you want other people to listen to us, uh, feel free to share it. Like that little uh, thumbs up and subscribe, please. It helps the Google overlords and whatnot oh, yeah. know that. This is important for you to listen to as well. Of course, you can listen to us on all the platforms. YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. All the things. We're up there. Share it out. Get the word out. And we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Absolutely. See you next week. Adios. And happy Earth Day.